0: The Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. Great good morning everyone. It is a beautiful Friday, February 16th, the year of our Lord 2024. This is the Bob Cordaro Show, I am he, broadcasted today from what is still the United States of America, no matter who leads it. It's the place where the brave, like Paul Ginger of Scranton. Walter Sulima of Pittston, Joseph Cosgrove of Carbondale, and Robert Gooseley of Ransom Township, formerly of Taylor. Veterans we lost last year have made us and kept us free. The United States of America, founded with a certain knowledge and understanding by our incredible founding fathers, that the government is never going to be, never should be, Our parent, our guide, our salvation, our direction, not any of these things. But is nothing more than the necessary evil we require to organize and protect society. The United States of America. The country where, for the first time in human history, freedom was declared to be an unalienable right granted to each individual, not groups, each individual by God. It is not something parceled out or controlled by government or government officials. Our great American constitution ensures and codifies freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of association, economic freedom, and freedom of the press, whether they use it to lie or not. Now, because we were armed with these freedoms, a ragtag bunch of immigrants, rejects in their progeny, created the richest, most powerful, most culturally diverse and accepting nation ever to grace this planet Earth. America, the only place specifically invented and designed so that every American can live their life in the manner they choose, unlimited by their background, upbringing, race, color, or creed, unhindered by the government or those who would use government to control others for their own comfort or benefit. This Bob Cadaro show will always be convincingly conservative, lovingly logical, proudly and passionately patriotic, and reliably right. And with that preamble, we call to order this meeting of the Club for Common Sense, promising you that we will endeavor to create a sanctuary of sanity for all of you in what has become an insane world. Whew. Yeah. So, I have the monitor on in the studio and um, so I I will normally put Fox on. You have to make a choice. And CNN and MSNBC do not cover the news. They only cover their agenda. Uh, people say Fox is conservative. Well, <laughs> I don't see that, to be honest with you. But separate and apart from that, I know they're going to cover every story, even if it's not beneficial or seemingly uh, contradicts something that Republicans or conservatives want to do or see done. And they've made the choice to show this ridiculous Fonnie Willis hearing on Fox. And so I'm like, man, I can't I can't watch this. I did watch it yesterday afternoon for a good part of the afternoon. It put me to sleep, but I did watch it. And cuz I had to. It was, you know, it is it's something that's happening and you've got to be up on it. So I tell the bulldog, I said, "Bulldog, they got it on again today. I can't watch it. Give me CNN back." Well, they're covering it. I said, well, then give me MSNBC. Well, they're covering it. Well, what is so important about this kangaroo court and a sideshow for a kangaroo court against Trump? Did I, Bulldog, did I gavel us to order? Well, uh, In case I didn't gavel us to order. I think I did, but we'll do it again. So... They're all showing this thing. I don't get it. I mean, report on what they say and what—I i don't know. The thing that I came away uh, with from enduring hours of the testimony of Fonnie Willis herself and— um, what's his—I forget his first name, but Wade— Special Prosecutor Wade, her boyfriend that she hired, and then used the money that he was making to go on various trips. It's just great. You can't make it up. But but I've said that to you yesterday. When you've got somebody like Alvin Bragg, you've got somebody like Jack Smith, you've got somebody like Letitia uh, James, you've got somebody like Fonnie Willis that is willing to – exercise the ultimate corruption of the law for political purposes. It's the ultimate corruption is using for your own agenda, political or otherwise, your office. Of course they're using the rest of the office for corrupt purposes. The rest of their power is being utilized for their benefit. Of course. It's a given. Very few people are corrupt in one aspect of their life. It usually pervades everything. And and if you're willing to do the worst thing, like I don't care about the trips with the boyfriend. I really, so What? In fact, the, her father gave her some pretty sound advice. Keep six months of cash around the house or somewhere safe because you never know what the hell's going to happen. I, I ha, I'm i listening to her. I'm going, yeah, that's right. Meaning Fonnie Willis's father. But the other part of what uh, my reaction was Fonnie Willis, is she's shockingly unimpressive. I mean, this is Atlanta, Georgia. It's one of the major metropolitan areas. You would think their district attorney would be sharp as a tack, brilliant, great in court, all of that. She's incredibly unimpressive, just like Alvin Bragg. I mean, they're just, they're not impressive on any level. They're profoundly mediocre people. It's just like the Bidens. Profoundly mediocre, no talent whatsoever. There's nothing extraordinary about these people. I mean, (laughs) Kamala Harris. I mean, just think about these people. So that's what got me, and and the other thing that's like, does she ever work? (laughs) She's on vacation all the time. Oh, (laughs) by the way, on the cash part, and not many people got this, but um, one of our guys on a, a a. a text chain that I'm part of. He discovered and showed me the, uh, it was either T. Bell or, 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 I'll have to look it up. She admitting taking cash from her campaign, which is how she started with her cash. <laughs> so she admitted and and no none of the media really picked this up. She admitting getting uh some of her cash, if not all of it, illegally from her campaign. Now that fits in with the fact that she was not aware of her ethical obligations. She was not aware that she couldn't hire someone that she was dating. And and the irony. Of Fonnie Willis saying no one is above the law. Well, <laughs> neither are you. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And and what also came out, reports from Breitbart, undenied, Fonnie Willis, and, and in fact all of the prosecutors, the three I mentioned, have coordinated with the White House. Now, they brought a sophisticated RICO uh, complaint against Trump in Georgia and 17 others. Well, it appears as though the White House wrote it because she's too dumb. She's too unoriginal to even approach that, Fonnie Willis. The same thing with Alvin Bragg. Novel legal theory. Come on. It's It's just not possible. And they did go to the White House. Man, it's, uh, it is so awful. By the way, you know what else came out yesterday, and I mentioned it during the program yesterday morning? Do you remember the impassioned Joe like, Biden? This tells you what a scumbag he is. Remember how impassioned he was? And I thought to myself, how dare he ask me about my son Bo's death? Well, it turns out her never asked about Bo's death. Biden brought it up. So, there's only two choices: he is permanently deluded and and incapable, as her says, of being president of the United States, or he's just such a consummate liar. By the way, I'll take both of the above. That faked emotion, he was so emotional. He was so angry about her asking about his son, Bo. Biden brought it up. Do you see what a scumbag he is? He's once again using a family tragedy to advance himself and protect himself. And lying about it, like he lied about the drunk driver that killed his first wife and daughter. There was no drunk driver, the accident was his wife's fault. This person is the lowest piece of spit we've ever seen anywhere near the White House. What a disgrace. What a disgrace. Biden's going to East Palestine, Ohio today. It's the only thing on his schedule. I mean, he does one thing per day. And you see the disaster when he does more than one thing. Like 7.30 the other night when he's trying to defend himself and he comes up with this mountainous lie and fake emotion about his son. What a, that, that, that's so sickening. Think about this. Think about that. Now I sound like him. Think about it. He lied about his son. Again, he's continually lied. That's on top of the 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 layers of lies he told about his son Bo dying in Iraq. That he that he greeted a flag draped coffin, just like the kids he killed in Afghanistan, or oh, when he killed them. So now today, and by the way, this is not unique. To Joe Biden, but they bring it to another level. A guy named Navalny has died in a Russian prison. I mean, we knew he was going to. He was the main opposition leader to Putin. Putin kills his political enemies. Biden only prosecutes them. So anyway... We are now going to turn our foreign policy and our international relations and our efforts with our allies into reacting to the death of one person in an internal dispute in Russia. I never understand it when we do this kind of thing. We, we screwed up our entire energy policy, our entire Middle East policy. Because Biden thought, that, and the the left and the establishment thought, that the death of one person, the writer Khashoggi, a Saudi citizen, was killed and mutilated by the Saudis. Now, we've got to deal with bad actors everywhere in our self-interest. How is it in our self-interest to turn our foreign policy upside down And inside out because of one person. I I just don't... It's unbelievable. But this is what Joe Biden's does because everything is about him, so he personalizes everything, and they follow. Other administrations did this too, admirably. Two administrations that did not use that in their foreign policy... and Reagan resisted it, was Nixon and Trump. They said, wait a minute. We're operating in our self-interest, not in the interest of somebody who dies in the in a system. And again, they look back at us and say, well, wait a minute. Aren't you prosecuting your main, your primary opponent? Your fingerprints are all over it. They've all met with White House counsel to coordinate with you. it's it's incredible. And that's what's going on today. I wanted to mention I I I stumbled upon a show with Cutie called The Mayor of Kingstown. And it is really really intense. It's really good. Well, maybe we'll talk about that in a minute, but we 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 have I've gone over. We'll take a break. Bob Canaro, W I L K, the eponymous show rolls on. This date, 1963, the Miracles had the number one R&B hit with You've Really Got a Hold on Me, and our brave boys, back in 1945, this date, landed on the island of Corregidor in the Philippines during World War II. Oh, my gosh. We've uh, had the pleasure of interviewing people who were part of that Pacific Theater I mean, it was just—it was just brutality. Some of the most, most difficult warfare in history, and we did it. We did it. So, uh, yeah, back to the—I I watched. I don't know if any of you've seen this. The mayor of Kingstown, Jeremy, uh, what's his name? I think it's Renner. Is the uh, is the guy? and uh very dark i mean <laughs> these people are profoundly unhappy they really are unhappy people and it's set in um i think a theoretical town i didn't look it up of kingstown michigan on on the lake and uh it involves a prison, and I some things I actually don't understand. Like, I don't understand what Jeremy Renner does. He's sort of a fixer of some sorts, and he, he works between the people in the prison and criminals on the outside and the cops to try to keep peace, I guess. But just the way it's done is 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 uh, interesting. Somebody texts in, the mayor of Kingstown is a great show. Watch the whole season in three days. And you really could. By the way, somebody asked this. And that there are certain types of interpretations that are reasonable and and some that are that are not. Um and their interpretation says that I took the reason for not prosecuting uh was the prosecutor saying Biden would use the senile nice guy defense effectively, not that he necessarily is. That's not the way I read it at all, though. I, I understand where you're coming from, but there were such the from from seeing what they the prosecutor actually said, there were such profound gaps in Biden's memory. I, I, they were embarrassing they were remarkable remember he never does anything concentrated never he, he's you know he it's an in and out thing never never for hours he can't hold up well in this case I guess one sitting was at least five hours in and of itself and Biden literally fell apart. Look at the man is not capable of being he's not capable of running his own household, let alone being president of the United States. He's not. And that was actually gently said. And as I discussed yesterday, the reason that her had to say that is he he had to give a reason why he didn't prosecute the crimes, the obvious crimes that Joe Biden had committed. It was that simple. He had to give a reason. Well, because he's he he really couldn't represent him at trial. Now he's not a psychiatrist, and he didn't try to be. He didn't say he's unfit to assist in his own defense. He didn't use that terminology. He just said the the guys the guys losing it. In other words, he can't. We're gonna get there. And we won't be able to finish the prosecution. And sadly, that's the truth. By the way, apparently a lot of you have watched Fonnie Willis and this fiasco going on uh, down in Georgia. (laughs) Hmm. I mean, we know they're lying. I get that. But the real corruption... Is some local DA who's not worth her salt, who's an embarrassment to the voters of Atlanta. And by the way, we keep seeing voters make decisions, at least the majority of them, that are embarrassing and tell you that this country is in decline. John Fetterman obviously being point A here in Pennsylvania. But all right. We got to take a break. We're going to come back. We are going to uh, give you some after our great sponsors, including Road Scholar Transport, our hourly sponsor. We're going to give a veterans tribute. We'll give you the weather and then we'll go from there. All right. Robert Gooseley, Ransom Township, formerly of Taylor. His wife of 42 years, Dolores, passed away back in 1998. He was born in Taylor. Taylor High School, graduate of 1949. He then joined the United States Marine Corps during the Korean War. He became a toll collector for Pennsylvania Turnpike Commission. And he said he had a smile, he had a greeting, and he had friendliness for everybody that came through those turnstiles. I remember the days when there were People who actually took the tolls. And Robert Goosley was one of them. Also, while surviving, are a son, a daughter, and grandchildren. Sadly, he was preceded in death by one of his daughters. Robert Gooseley, Joseph Cosgrove, Carbondale. He was 88 years old. His wife, Joan, survives him. Born in Carbondale, an Air Force veteran. Very religious. He was a dispatcher at Yellow Freight. Survived by two sons, grandchildren, and a great-granddaughter, Joseph Cosgrove. I may be pronouncing this wrong. I'm going to say Walter Sulema. Maybe Salima. Buzzy was his nickname. Passed away at age 85. He was from Avoca, born in Pittston. Enlisted in the U.S. National Guard Reserve at Fort Indian Town Gap, avid tennis player. You can find him at his garage, Buzzes in Avoca, for over fifty years. He taught at Luzerne County Community College for thirty-five, so he knew his stuff. Preceded in death by his wife Gloria. Survived by his nephew and caregiver Edward. Walter Sulima, Paul Ginger, Scranton, died while a resident at the Geno Murley Veterans Center. His wife, Helen, passed away in 2017, born in Scranton, volunteered for many years at West Scranton Hyde Park Little League, veteran of the United States Army, the Airborne Division, avid outdoorsman, also loved to fish. Surviving are his daughter, son, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. Paul Ginger. Our veterans for today. Storm tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Joe Snedeker. Today, partly sunny with diminishing winds, high of 37. Tonight, cloudy with snow showers, low of 25. 25. Saturday, morning snow showers, otherwise cloudy, high of 35. Sunday, partly sunny, high of 36. Monday, which is President's Day, we will not be here. I will not. Sunny and breezy, about 40 degrees. Mild, temperate, not a bad report. Kevin says FJB actually spelled out the word. Somebody else texted in. This is cute. Yeah, I get a kick out of William Shatner, 92 years old, and he just went up in a rocket. Biden can't get on Air Force One. <laughs> You're right, body shop guy. Good point. Mm. I don't know. I... Giles and Archibald asking, Bob, with that political prisoner being executed, it may anger someone to get the balls to finally be sure Putin gets a bullet. Again, it's it's not our affair. You put it in your. I, I, I know I'm in the minority on this thing. This this and it, to me, it's like faux outrage. Oh my god! Well, what we didn't know what Putin was before this. I don't understand. I really don't. An opposition leader to a corrupt dictator is killed. That's like a dog bites man story. Now, if he had lived, that would be man bites dog. I I mean, so I'm not getting, I'm not getting this media hype. I'm not getting the whole, and then, then we're going to do something Because of what they did internally while the White House is coordinating prosecutions of Donald Trump. How how could we, there's a theory in equitable law called clean hands. You've got to come to the case with clean hands. In other words, you you can't have any kind of problem of your own. If you're going to address something like that, well, all right. We don't kill our prosecutors, we our uh, opponents. We try to put them in jail. I (laughs) so it's there's two major points. Well, three. Number one, Putin killing an opponent is zero surprise. Right? Number two. Are we going to upend our foreign policy? Or change it? Or give them more opportunities to trade and get closer to China and Iran? Who we're also funding. <laughs> we're funding the Iranians. To fight against us and our allies. And in Ukraine. And then finally, you've got to have clean hands. If you're going to be righteously indignant, you better be righteous. And we are not right now. We have, we have the President of the United States coordinating attacks, not just on Donald Trump, his his leading political opponent, to put him in jail. That, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to bankrupt him and put him in jail. Okay. So where are our clean hands? We we just <laughs> we just had a trial, a prosecution, which is the amazing part, and a trial where people who were singing and praying at an abortion center were convicted of crimes. The political opponents of the Biden administration, the Democrat Party, the establishment. We've got people from January 6th in prison who were guided in to the Capitol by Capitol Hill police. Our hands are very unclean under the Biden administration, under their fascism. We have the Biden administration illegally suppressing free speech. Uh, where the hell do we get off being righteously indignant? We have fallen so far and so fast under this Biden administration. Yeah, we went from crude and crass Donald Trump to disgusting scumbag Joe Biden. Wow, that's a real... uh, and, And by the way, and on top of that, Biden's policies suck and they don't work. So I'll take crude, crass, and whatever. Orange hair, ridiculous comb over. I'll take that any day, every day. Good policies. All right. God, at least he has a sense of humor. Trump. <laughs> All right. We'll take a break. Bob Cadaro, W-I-L-K. Yes, this is bizarro world, and you're living in it. Edison Lighthouse released their hit "Love Grows Where My Rosemary Goes." This date, nineteen seventy. That's a cute song. It's a good song. <sighs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> John from Wilkes was on the phone about the guy who died in prison in Russia. I, I'm, I'm going to take your call after Bloomberg Money Minute. Someone called into the front desk and was and I'm thank you for the reminder. They reminded us that Lisa brought the message back. She may have muddled it. Uh so sir so you know consider the source. But he points out to us that if Fanny Willis has money laying around the house, she can't claim it for insurance if she's robbed. Man, I'm happy to point that out. Fanny, get a safe. <laughs> we'll be back. Oh, that's Dilzo. And uh, he and the band had the number one album this date, 1974. It was called Planet Waves. And Murph picked Forever Young, a selection from that album. A lot of you don't even know what that how music used to work. You'd have an album. Well, I, actually, I don't know exactly. I think the album came first. You had a concept of an album. And they would release a single, and it had a B-side on it. Rarely would that B-side also be a hit. It would be sort of a throwaway. And then you might release another single, and you'd see how that went. Oh, and they used to pay disc jockeys to pay them, uh, play them, and all that kind of thing. And they had uh, record guys uh, from the, the record companies going around the country. And then you supported the record sales with a concert tour. And I think when they got enough, you know, a critical mass, which would be the equivalent of two hit songs, they'd release an album. And the, the singles were on 45 RPM records, small records with a big hole in the middle. And the albums were on big records, 33 RPM, with a small hole in the middle. <laughs> somebody text, well, not somebody, Kim texts in, Bob LTS, the same people that force the vaccine or lose your job are the same that are letting unvaccinated, unemployed people in. You're right. This is insanity. Somebody said, it just hit me as to why Biden wants to keep Trump tied up in the courts until the election. While he hides in his basement like the last time, he doesn't want people to see the massive crowds that Trump brings out. Like last election, that scares the left. Somebody asking, do you agree the judge in Fannie trial gave her a lot of leverage and limited prosecutors? I, I thought so. I poly- Somebody corrects me. It was 33 and a third RPM. Thank you for that. That means the thing goes around 33 and one third times every uh, minute, right? John from Wilkesbury barre I'm the guy who died in Russia. <laughs> hey, how are you, John? <laughs> I'm pretty good, bud. I just want to say, I won't mention the name, but there was a, a certain uh, personality this morning that said the Republicans uh, favor uh, Putin, and they like Putin, and uh, they, they, uh, they'd be willing to live in a country where uh, the political rivals are jailed on trumped-up charges who and said that? Nancy said that this morning? Nancy said that I, I, a, times. I, a of, It's like she has such a loose grip on reality. I mean, she she forgot about the four Trump prosecutions ongoing yes. as yes. we speak. Groundless. They, they, they put their opponents charged uh, mm. with groundless accusations. That is hilarious. She, she, she said it a couple of times. <laughs> I can't call in. Uh, I <laughs> John, John that is very funny. I. Yes. <laughs> Navalny. Look at it. It's sad that the guy died, but I yeah. mean, the, again, you, to be a left wing lunatic, you have to have zero self awareness. Yes. And then you can make statements like that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a great yeah. one. <laughs> oh, a few times. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Thank you, John. Good I, good <laughs> <night>. <laughs> you made the hour. I appreciate okay. it. <laughs> right, and this hour brought to you by our friends at Road Scholar Transport. If you have unique shipping needs, Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. And find out how this family company can treat you like family, whether you ship with them in Northeast Pennsylvania or throughout the Northeastern United States, or whether you drive for them. Our friends at Road Scholar Transport just love them. Yeah, how about that? (laughs) Hey, quickly, I've told you, my friend Nikki e. D sent me this poem, The Policeman's Prayer. We're going to do this to finish this hour. And I want to read it again. We'll do it once a week, probably on a Friday, because, you know, lots happens. A lot of stuff happens on the weekends. Our cops are on duty while many of us are enjoying ourselves. The Policeman's Prayer. Lord bless the ones who wear the badge, the ones who walk the beat. Protect and keep them safe while they're on the street. As they wait and as they watch, doing good for all, guide their minds and give them strength for each and every call. Ready to put their lives on the line, give them courage each day. Let them know you're always there in each and every way. So bless the ones who wear the badge, protect them from harm, always keep them safe and in your loving arms. The Policeman's Prayer concludes this hour. We'll be back with more of the Lollapalooza, otherwise known as the Bob Cordaro Show, after the news with Brian Hughes. W-I-L-K News Radio, this is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast